Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. And welcome again to the Dabblers Book Club. I am Hadja. I'm Curtis. And you are listening to episode three of series three. I think that's where we're at. Yep. Who knows? Well, we've got a lot of guest specials coming up this month. Um, and I think we can actually tell you who our guest special is next mm-hmm. month. Uh, Douglas Stewart, booker winner. Douglas Stewart, who wrote Sugar Bane that we love, is joining us next month. He's coming in. He's coming. He's not coming in. He's coming on Zoom. <laughs> he's joining us on Zoom. Um and yes, I'm really looking forward to that. You heard it here first. And we only said nice things about the book, right? We did, We didn't yes. slate it. And no, no, we, okay, loved, right. we loved the it book. It was a great book. Um, and yeah, we're letting you know on here because can't be bothered to tweet it, really. A bit, bit slow on the social at That's the moment. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you been, Curtis? Yeah, very, very good. Um, I mean, yeah, I went for 14k run this morning. That's very wholesome of you. I'm really chuffed with it. And I've done a bit of cleaning, so I'm feeling like a real human being. Um, but um, <laughs> Done some cleaning. We watched Drive to Survive. That started. Formula One's next weekend. Very exciting. Rugby weekend you've had. It's all very sporty. It's all coming up roses for it's me, isn't it? coming up roses. How about you? So, oh, yeah, fine. Um, yeah, actually quite good. Noisy Badger, the production company that makes this. We're getting off the ground. It's quite exciting. Lots mm. of bits and bobs happening. But... Uh, I always say this, that we're going to do it quickly, but this one will be a quick one because we have the rugby to watch uh, in not too long. And and we didn't understand the book. And we didn't understand the book. So, uh, All right. What did we read? This week, we read The Trial by Franz Kafka. Uh, and I've heard my first introduction to Kafka was through Bridget Jones, where there's a launch of the book called Kafka's Motorbike. Uh, which she oh, ends yeah. up saying in the the top thirty books of our time. Um, oh yeah, yeah. and yes. Yeah, so I've obviously heard the reference to Kafka and Kafka esque. Have no idea what it means. We've seen his cool like monument, haven't we? In um, Prague, I think, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, with like the spinning head. It's like the face, thing. and it's all morphing. And yeah. It's like a modern art piece, which is very Kafka esque. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I actually have no idea what Kafka esque means. What Kafka was about his writing, all that sort of stuff. But it always strikes me as obviously being very, very clever. It's just one of, he's one of the, the names of a pe- of people that you kind of go, and, and I can, think Kurt Vonnegut's the same, where I go, mm. I know that person's name and I know I should read their books, yeah. but I'm still, you know, I'm still a bit stupid and I'm making my way there. Yes. Um. So we read this, actually, I think my brother's kind of the reason we sort of read this book because he's going through a very big Kafka phase. 
um, which probably inspired by his love of Kyle McLaughlin, who is in Twin Peaks. And my mm-hmm. brother loves Twin Peaks. And Kyle McLaughlin was in a movie version of The Trial of this book. Right. Um, so it's a bit of a long way round. Uh, we were going to read, so there was a Beekeeper of Aleppo, which I was reading, but it was very similar in premise to... Um, Kite runner, so mm-hmm. I thought we would switch it up a little bit. Plus, you had just read Kafka, so I thought, you know, what, I'll try and oh, I'll get through that really quickly. It's only 180 pages, no problem. It's 180 unrelenting. Oh pages. my god, yes. <laughs> well, so the the main character who you follow for the whole book is Joseph K. He he works in a bank, uh, wakes up one morning and is under arrest for an unspecified crime. Um, people are in his house telling him he's under arrest, but not really giving him any details. And then from there, he doesn't get arrested. He kind of keeps living his life, but has to check in and go to court and things. Yeah, but with no time, no structure, no sort of, yeah. Yeah, so for unexplained reasons, he's kind of just under arrest and going through a trial. Um, You never find out what the trial is. He never establishes what he's on trial for, but the people he meets and the sort of briefings he has to go to just get more and more confusing and surreal and more frustrating for him. Um, and spoiler alert, uh, at the end, some men come and get him, march him through the streets to a quarry and kill him. Yeah, kill him. <laughs> Just like that. Um, with the words dog echoing in his mind as he dies, which oh. is outlive him. It's, yeah, like a dog or something like I that. I thought he shouted like a dog. Did he shout like a dog? See, I already we're... Um, See, well, we're really... Already the surrealness <laughs> is splitting us. Um With his failing sight, Kay could still see the gentleman right in front of his face, cheek pressed against cheek, as they observed the decisive moment. Like a dog, he said. Okay, very nice. It was as if the shame would outlive him. So that's what happens. Um, What did you think? Uh, I've got no idea. Um, It was very similar to the Jose Saramago book for me in terms of style. That's okay. very um, long sentences, really have to focus on every word. And uh, I'm sorry, listen, I did not focus on every word. I scan read it. I was like, right, I'm just going to see what information I can take from these words as I scan. You know, like how you'd... I read this like as a technique. It doesn't really work for me. Um, mm. But it's the same principle of, you know, that game we play at your uh, nan and granddad's house every Christmas where it's like items on a tray and then they cover up the tray and you have to remember what was on oh, it. Yeah. And that's like the principle of reading Yes. Quickly, where you go just look at the words, screen grab the words, basically, and they'll sort of, your brain will rearrange them. I've actually got really good at that game because every year it's the same objects. Oh, right. (laughs) I could always provide you a list now of what it's going to be this Christmas. Yeah, well, playing that game with this bloody book does not work. Um, So, yeah, and it was interesting because afterwards I did then read the summary to check I'd got the right end of the stick. And no, all the the main bits had stuck in my mind um, that were actually, you know, important to the story. Um, but yeah, what did you think? Yeah, I liked it, but, um, I was aware that it was a bit of a slog to read. Mm -hmm. Um, unlike you, I thought it was quite linguistically accessible. Like I, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't at any point going, I don't understand what's even happening in the scene. I always knew what was happening. I just think the artiness of the approach itself or the high concept meant that that's what was tripping me out. I'm going, okay, what the fuck? Why is, I I know what they're doing. Oh, just put paragraphs in. Just put paragraphs. Yeah, yeah. And that, that made it quite tricky. And the the dialogue. Or take out the full stop. You know what? The big thing for me. Just do K without the full stop because yeah. a full stop trips you up for me anyway. I mean, I know this is like, by the way, Kafka, I think your writing would have improved. Um, but no, it's it, it's a real, I read a review afterwards. It's like you have to read this in small digestible chunks and you have to uh-huh. really pay attention, Yeah, um, which is not something I do very often. To no, anything. no. 
I mean, like I say, I was completely in the room with him. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, now we're in the lobby of the courthouse and he's talking to this person. Yeah. About, but I'm going, but why? It's like, why, why is it? And after a while, he, and I know this is the concept, but he stops questioning yeah. the trial. He just ex- almost accepts his fate Which... as part of this it's really fucking interesting. That's yeah, why it's I all actually philosophical, like isn't it? And like, what it falls into all these categories. People say it's philosophical fiction and absurdist fiction and everything like that. And it does. You are reading it, going, "Oh yeah, this this is you know very much speaks to how we just accept anything." Mm. That and also, what even is guilt or innocence? What even is a crime? Like, does it actually what you're accused of matter when a group of people yeah. are making a judgment on you or not? You know, it's. Um, mm. Yeah, because there's all that guilt, and, I, and this is how I really related to it. Because even though he's done well, he, to to the best of his knowledge, he's done nothing wrong. But because he's being, is persecuted the word because he's in trouble with authority. He, there's a real shame, mm-hmm. like he's yeah. de- he like kind of is battling with the shame and of these these blokes in the in the in the breakfast room of the house he lodges in, mm. and his uncle and, as well. He has a big. There's a weird thing with his uncle and then he goes out with a nurse. <laughs> it's all so weird. There's going to be no structure to this podcast no in the way stru- that there's no structure to the book. There's no structure to the book, but we rarely structure this podcast, do we? We'll still do the reviews. And I have picked up a few like interesting proper reviews on it and, and what people have said about this. Um, and this is interesting. I quite like this by a man named Graham Stull um, on his website, grahamstull.com. And... I'll I'll just read you the first line. Um, When you get used to reading inferior books, even a nibble of a great masterpiece can challenge your digestive system in ways that cause stomach cramps. Franz Kafka is no light read. After a diet of heavily processed modern literature, Franz Kafka's The Trial is as hard to digest as a meal of whole grain rice and raw vegetables would be to a junk food aficionado. (laughs) And yet, like its gastronomical equivalent, Kafka's prose stays with you and nourishes you much longer. I really like that. I definitely get that. And I feel like that when I started reading Dickens, because I do think a lot of people would who have not read him, that are just, you know, readers of yeah. normal bestsellers, would go, okay, what? How have I only turned four pages? It's taken ages. And I would liken that. I, I'm going to sort of steal his this reviewer's analogy where, you know how I like awesome beer, <laughs> right? And a lot of people would try these awesome, complex, sophisticated beer. I sound like such a twat, don't yeah. I? Um, <laughs> would try them, you know, the person that just likes Budweiser's and stuff, and yeah. would go, oh, I can't drink that. <laughs> can, you, can you do the, do, do the impression what of that funny guy that's um, like Bootlegger? Yeah, um, but Bootlegger is an anti-influencer. Um, you'll find him on Twitter and Instagram. I don't know what his handles are. He's but... hilarious. He wished you happy birthday, didn't he? Yeah, birthday. he's he's a, he's a football fan who basically films himself in his kitchen getting on the smash after work on a Friday night. Um, he's just, you know, he relates to the, the everyday ha- lad. He has his own beer, doesn't he? Bootlegger's got his own brand of Pilsner and he was with this other bloke, very similar to himself, who was trying to say what a, like, what a great beer uh, Bootlegger Pilsner is. Yeah, he's going, yeah. this guy's beers, right? Right here, this guy's beers. They're amazing. And I know my beer, right? I tried all the beers. I tried Stella. I tried all the beers. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that translates on audio. But... I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. The cat... But you have actually tried all the beers. It's, I, I um, wish I had. And, uh... Anyway, the trial is like a good, yeah. good beer. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's uh, like a, yeah, yeah. Difficult, fine. challenging, doesn't just slip down, but there's so much complexity and interest in there that once you... Once you acquire that taste... All right. <laughs> it's quite the journey. <laughs> yeah, there were certain parts that I... Yeah, that I did slow down to read and take in... But overall, it's just not my style. Not for you, no. No, and I think it's because it's one of those books where, probably like from talking to mum the other week, 
you need so much more context as well. And this is what is interesting about English literature when you read up on the author himself, his influences, what other short stories he is writing. So, mm. you know, read a lot about he had a relationship with someone else who's, um, I think it was an engagement that had broken off whose initials were FB, like the one sort of love interest. Oh, Frau Berlin, Frau, yeah, yeah. And, and all that. And that is the stuff that is fascinating to me. But I when I struggle to read anyway, um, I would be more interested in, yeah, the history around this book and Mm -hmm. Kafka's life and the influences and everything like that. The book in itself, I'm like, oh, I've got to step out of this race, really, because I am not the reader for this. And I think, again, I've touched on this a few times, I think it's because my upbringing was so fucking philosophical, sit around the table, analyse everything, that I am done with that, like I'm done. (laughs) It's too much. Um, yeah, the world's shit. We're all under control. Yeah, we all accept everything. Yeah, isn't it? Sh- I don't need. I don't need a book to tell me that. He could literally written me three lines and said, "By the way," and I was like, "Yeah, I agree. I literally don't need a story to take me through that anymore." <laughs> so good this book have been. There's a trial we don't ever know. Yeah, there's a, there's a trial. Not just that. There's a trial we don't ever know, and I think this. Uh, says a lot about how we accept whatever's thrown at us, how society operates to to persecute someone. And they don't even need to have an opinion on what they've done because that persecution in itself is enough to yeah. make you dislike someone. You know, it's the mob mentality to a degree. The biggest thing for me is that he accepts it. Mm. At no point is he actually not a free man. No. Right? But, but isn't that a reflection on the futility of our existence? And I know we've used this example with other books that we've done this podcast. Look at what's happened this last year, lockdown. Like We all think, yeah, fuck the system. But no, they tell you, you're you know, closing your shops, not seeing your family for a year. We fucking do it. Yeah. We tap dance, you know. And I'm not here to say whether it's right or wrong um, because it's dangerous to have an opinion on. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, and, and this is the same here. Like, I think... It's just showing how you think you're free and living in the free world, but you're fucking not. Like, yeah. you know. It's interesting, actually, you mentioned that this book within the context of lockdown because I did find uh, an LA Review of Books article uh, from last April and, and talking about the, the trial in the context of us all sort of self-isolating. And yeah, it is that acceptance. But I think for me, it, it makes me think about freedom. Like, you know, mm-hmm. what is freedom? Yeah. Um. What is freedom when we are so willing to impose um, prison on ourselves? And I think that's kind of what Kay is doing. At no yeah. point is he really, unless I've missed something from my terrible read-through of it, um, at no point is he trying to escape or get out or find freedom. No. It's I, almost again, like I looking think, for the imprisonment. Yeah, I think that's the, and that's the concept, isn't it? But like I say, it's hard to wrap your head around because it is so out there. Um, any particular scenes that really sort of sat with you? Or... No. no. Okay, <laughs> no, so... I, said, I literally just took... I was like, right, hopefully the words will come in. Um, no. <laughs> I'll tell you really. why I ask. <laughs> <laughs> tell me why you ask. <laughs> no, I'll give, I'll give you one if you... Yeah. So the scene with the painter. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. So Titarelli. Yes, and I almost think uh, the book could have been made more colourful with more scenes like this, but mm-hmm. then again, maybe that would defeat Why the Why didn't you do this, Kafka? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's what I'd have done. Um, <laughs> yeah, so twat with books. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the idea of no, uh, I know, what yeah. we're doing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I liked, I liked this a lot with Titarelli. So Titarelli is the court painter, you know, like in courts, 
they sit there painting. I don't know why that is. That still a job that people do? It is in England, yeah. yeah so weird. In America, they why? they realise you can have cameras. I yeah. don't know. Anyway, um, it's it's a nice romantic old concept. I, th- I think there's a, a there is a proper traditional logical mm. reason for it. Yeah, like why all the judges wear those stupid curly wigs. <laughs> like there's no fucking reason for that apart from being a pompous twat. Yeah, that's bald. That's yeah, it. Uh, this yeah the scene with Titarelli. Titarelli is a court painter. And it is recommended by one of the many people uh, Joseph K encounters that he goes and speaks to Titarelli because he might know a way of getting him off or, you know, getting through this trial. Yeah. Might be able to get him some answers. So he goes to where Titarelli lives and, and uh, he's kind of going up the staircase. And then there's all these, like, kind of disabled kids mm. or he's sort of alluding to the fact that they've, they're one of them's disabled and, yeah. and they're sort of running up the stairs and giggling behind him, almost like a dream sequence, yeah. which I think is a very Kafkari thing. And it and he gets to Titarelli's apartment, which is a tiny little box of a room with holes in the walls and things. And he goes in, and Titarelli says, "Are they out there? Are they out there?" Because these girls haunt him and kind of break into his. Did you get all this? Yeah, and doesn't he like threaten to push her down the stairs or something? He does push <laughs> yeah. him down the oh, he stairs. Does. Okay. Yeah. he pushes these little girls down the stairs. Quite a but big they part plague there. him. They like pop up from under his bed when he's trying to sleep. <laughs> like they get into it. Yeah, it's fucking weird. <laughs> and anyway, I found that scene really kind of odd and really artsy and mm. you know really cool. Um, and actually, Titarelli, I don't think, could help him. He offered him a couple of nuggets. But I was more taken by how that was a, stood out a bit from the other scenes of the book, where it's like quite a cool little character in their own little world. You mm. got a snapshot of that. And then when he's done talking to Titarelli, I think the girls break back in um, and he goes out of... Oh, no, he says to um, Joseph, go out the door on this side because yeah. the girls will be that side. Uh, and he goes out the door and he's in the fucking courtroom. He's back in there. Do you so know what I mean? I so read Titarelli lives off the courtroom. About, so we'll go back to Titarelli as well, but about the symbolism of doors within Kafka's work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just about symbolism, open and closed doors. Oh, okay. Um, and again, it's these other people that are turning up like, uh, like what do they represent? What are the little girls being all weird and giggling and almost tormenting mm. and like the, back at the very start when they arrest him in his house and he keeps referring to the fact that there's people across the street in the house there just all looking at him through the windows like they know it's going down it's so weird i probably would like to analyze this like i i will like to give this another proper read oh but it got my god just the sentences and everything were really hard um and also it's a translation too and um mm. i wonder how someone else might translate it yeah um, true Maybe Jesus. maybe this is one where it is worth watching the film just to see. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I really want to see the film. So let's let's. Um, yeah, this yeah. is this is a real cop out episode for me. I know it is because I, I did read it technically. Yeah. Um, I think I might have to. This is a book like this is where I'm going to have to start like doing Audible or something yeah. and listen to an audio book. Um, no, fair to enough. Take it in a bit better because there are some books you. It's interesting as well. It's like there are some books you just can't take in, mm. and it's why we read. Like, why do we read? Um, and it goes back to what my no, hang on. You've reminded me of something, Karen. Um, what goes back to why what my old teacher was, was saying about should a book be easy? You know, like mm. are we trying to um get something from it? Are we trying to understand someone's perspective from it? Um, now my personal thought on this is, well, no. If you're going to fucking put a book out, make it easy to fucking read. I don't want to be like that, yeah, that's, that's yeah. why I put it. I don't want to be spending all this time working out your brain and then being disappointed by what's inside your brain. Like mm. just translate this into an easy way. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I definitely get I that. I really found it, yeah, hard. Because I, I, when I was reading this, so I suppose it was a few weeks ago now, it was grim, grim lockdown. The weather was grey outside. And you know what I mean? It's actually really weird reading a book that feels quite trapping and and dreary. That's what I was going to say. Sorry. Yeah. Is a lot of stuff I've read about him is that they um, there are reports that when he read it 
to his friend friends while writing this he was laughing like he found a lot of the stuff very humorous and i actually took away some of the black comedy to it it didn't mm-hmm. feel that dark and serious to me but it, it did for you mind you i, I wasn't in i got invested. that there was i got that there was a humor to the mm-hmm. whole thing like i say not a ha 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 thing yeah. just just really yeah darkly amusing i i it, it's weird because it probably sounds like we're not digging the book that much but actually i, I have a real appreciation for it it's just a different just sort a of book, book isn't yeah. it? It's... I think it's like listening to a mu- fucking always do music um, analogies. It's like listening to really difficult music in weird time signatures, yeah. uh, like like the early Animal Collective stuff or something. Where you're actually you're laying there, you're trying to work it out. It's not a listening experience that's the same of kicking back with a beer and putting your favourite soul music on, and mm. it just works and it's easy to access. Actually, sometimes it is fun to kind of go right. Oh, I'm working for this, and yeah, yeah sort of challenging yourself a little bit. Yeah, and it definitely is rewarding when you do put the work in and the effort in. Um, I think sometimes I have put the work and the effort in, and I've not been rewarded. So I'm like, I'm, I'm less, <laughs> I'm well, less. Like- it- One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And I think it's just there's so many books you could be reading and only so much time it's weird again though isn't it? like the the place that kafka has in our the literary world so many people who've probably never even read kafka would mm. understand what kafka-esque is or would, yep. you know yet uh, i read his books going not for me <laughs> I think that's not fine. really for me. I know, but I feel so thick. Like I no, hate not getting books, and it is, but it is because of my laziness. It is because I haven't taken the time to read it properly. Mm. It's just that my what I want from reading is to be transported to a world, not to have stuff that I kind of already believe in anyway. To be honest, explained to me, I think that's why it's not that. It's like yeah, like I feel very um, depressed about. Mm who we are as human beings anyway and yeah. who we are as a society and what we do um when we're because we're told or because we place ourselves under um we play, what, yes we're in lockdown but how much are we placing ourselves under lockdown in this time mm. you know? um yeah and it, I, i'm disappointed that i couldn't get into it and mm. i i know that stuff that comes you know that's worth doing doesn't come easy so i, I will probably spend some time at some point in the future when I'm about 50. You know, I, this is this. I've said this to you before, but I think based on what you're saying, you would really like Murakami. And I know you've read, I've read yeah, Norwegian yeah. Wood, but like a few like a few others that we've got on the shelf upstairs. Um, well, he's easy. He's like, I think he's the most readable author. I know, I found him very readable, yeah. But he's got the Kafka thing of there's, I mean, more in his early days. In fact, his early books are very much like this, like almost hard to comprehend. But the latter ones, um, mm-hmm. when you get to Norwegian Wood and some of the others since, they tick the box of they transport you. I think they really tap into just the good in people mm. and the 
um and the Im- imperfection of people um but also they have a philosophical edge as well yeah. um but yeah i should read a bit more Murak- a bit more Murakami, more than one um, I, I would like us to do it for this um fine podcast. but if one other woman is wet within the first fucking 20 pages as they always tend to be there's is a horny author he is a horny yeah. author um but you know <laughs> So in trying to understand what we thought of this book, on Dabbler's Book Club Twitter, oh yeah, which is at Dabbler's Books, I, ju- I put out a thing just to say, you know, has anybody read Kafka? What do you think? We have two replies. Mm-hmm. Um, one was from John Symes. Thank you, John. Uh, the Trial. Heck, long time ago, I was 17. One of the most formative reading experiences mm-hmm. I ever had. Gripping and emotional. Comic and the narrative is just so sane and warmly human in a mad, mad world. Which I think sums it up quite well. Yeah. Certainly gripping. Also, he was 17. How important are books to you when you are younger? Absolutely. It's like when yeah. we were talking to Ed Needham about like that he's had an experience of reading, going back over some books that he read when he was younger and them not having the same impact. And I can see how Kafka, if I just read it when I was younger, if I just read this book when I was younger, would have been like, whoa, never read mm. words like this before. And yeah. I'm just like, I'm old and tired and I've philosophized, yeah. philosophized, um, and I don't care anymore. <laughs> no, definitely. And and I think there's a reason because, like, you know, I started reading at 20. And, you know, I did my mission through my yeah. 20s to read all the Dickens. I, oh, found I, it, it. I found it easier early on. Like, I flew through Great Expectations. And I know that there are more complicated Dickens than other. But I think the older I got, and maybe it's because I started working in jobs that weren't, like, musicians. So my brain wasn't, you know, my brain was more engaged during the day. But I actually found it more difficult as I got to the end of them. They were becoming more like hard work. And I don't know if that's because Dickens is a beautiful writer. And me at 20, 21, 22, you're you're in that place to just be at one with the world and feeling. I do. I think I was more romantic about the world back then. Then, then old yeah. Madame cynicism gets driven into you, doesn't that, it? There's there's that. There's time to read stuff and time to take it in. And I do think, um, and I obviously, as you know, I have a massive problem with doing things purposefully. Like mm. I'm now reading a book and nothing else is on my mind. Mm. And instead, I expect a book to transport me and to do all the work for me. Yeah, sure. Um, and no, there's it's yeah, it is quite shameful actually that I don't. No, no, you can you can take three minutes over this page mm-hmm. and see what it brings up for you, rather than be like, no, it's taking too long. <laughs> Let me stop. Yeah. What else do people say? Uh, we have one other. Um, this is from Jonathan Brick, and uh, thank you, Jonathan. Hello, Jonathan. Yeah, thanks for for tweet. Um, I I actually don't understand it. It's as confusing as the book <laughs> itself. Um, Metamorphosis will still be read in one hundred years. Mm-hmm. Colon. Man turns into insect. Humans react to insect. Very Kafkaesque. Cool. Yeah. No. So, thank you, Jonathan. Um, and it, it's a very Kafkaesque tweet. Um, I'm going to need to break it down because I'm stupid. Um, I, st- I still can't get my head around it. But thank you. It could be being funny. We're not very. We're, just, we're not on a bright day. I'm not on not a bright sharp. day today. There we go. That's our thoughts on Kafka and the trial. Yeah. Didn't understand it, but it will probably stick with us. I think it will. That last scene actually was quite quite powerful. Um, yeah, I really liked the conclusion actually, and I think he needed to die, mm. old Joseph K, um, because. Well, it ties up the whole thing if there's just no way out for him. But yeah, the fact that a couple of guys came to his house late one night, marched him through the streets. It's an unspecified German city, if I'm not mistaken. But my brain, I went to Turku in Finland. Yeah, I don't think it's even specified that it's German city, do they? I mean, obviously the names. Well, they're all frows and yeah, shit, aren't they? Yeah. So, Fine. but um, <laughs> but yeah, I my brain went to Turku. I don't know why. It's just a city that I've um, 
walked around a lot at night and it's got a quarry uh, on the edge of it so anyway they march him across a bridge into a quarry put his head on a um i think it was an anvil or something wasn't it and then there's someone across the uh across the quarry either shouting or watching them and they shoot him don't they or do they stab him stab him they stab him but I... they want to make him stab himself or something at first no i think they should... god <laughs> Our absorption of this book is disgraceful. You know what? It is fucking terrible because we're like, yeah, we don't need to go to public school to read books. We really do. I've yeah. got no fucking idea like what books are about anymore, what the real greats are about. <laughs> what do you say? Um, yeah, at, at this moment, Kay was perfectly aware it was supposed to be his duty to seize the knife as it hovered from hand to hand above him and drive it into himself. Oh, so they make him kill himself. But he doesn't. But he did not do this. Instead, he turned his neck, which was still free, and looked about him. He was not able to prove his own worth completely. He was not able to relieve the authorities of all work. Responsibility for this ultimate defect lay with whoever had denied him the remainder of the requisite strength. His eyes fell on the top story of the house at the edge of the quarry. The casement window flew open like a light flashing on. A human figure, faint and insubstantial at that distance and height, forced itself far out and stretched its arms out even further. Who was it? A friend? A good man? One who sympathised? Could that be that Fraulein woman? She was round the corner, weren't she? Maybe, but they never lived on a quarry. No. <laughs> true but she was walking but yeah he was following her at first and then yeah he wasn't do you, do you think that's okay so now now i've heard that again do you think that's actually his one last bit of claiming some freedom the only thing is that is, he doesn't kill himself yeah. yeah by not obliging them which is interesting because we usually associate suicide with taking control don't we but not. yeah yeah see kafka's got us Ooh. yeah kafka's got us chatting yeah, yeah what a brain i mean what he was like 30 when he wrote this this was his last book wasn't it was it i think they were all um published after his death weren't they oh is it a nick drake scenario uh, uh, no not quite it was no actually i think he um didn't want any of his works to be published like he told his friend in his will or something like okay. burn these and they specifically specifically said he'd be raging it. that there's now a podcast yeah. about it he'd be going one what the fuck is a maybe podcast? these were just like his first draft you know <laughs> and two why have you published my book you dick it's one thing i said not to do um right let's have a look at some one star reviews yes indeed oh there'll be some good ones surely here um so for first time listeners we read out one star reviews of each week's book this is not to be nasty it's just because one star reviews on amazon make for really funny reading because they're all angry and irrational um so hopefully there's some good ones. rather than happy and irrational like we are at the moment yeah hopefully let's have a leaky luke um Average is 4.3 out of 5 stars. There's only 271 reviews in total. Right, here we go. Linny B. Rubbish. I had to go online and read up about the premise of this book. It was a slog from start to finish. Absolute twaddle. I chose it to cover off a few categories in a reading challenge, but I feel that it wasn't worth it. Too much of my life that I won't get back. I agree with a lot, but I wouldn't say it's twaddle. (laughs) I hate it when people are like, oh, you just don't get the book. Mm. And it's like, well... It's not I don't get it. It's like it's not interesting to me. Yes, yes. Um, which makes it sound quite arrogant. We're like, oh no, I understand that, but it's 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 not. Yeah, it's just not interesting to me. Mm. I don't know why. Someone said this to me once about Peep Show. Mm. I think I was a bit of a dick because I remember going, oh look, there's just a subtlety to it, and it's really really English, and you've got to be a certain type. And they went, no, no, I completely get it. It just bores the hell out of me. Yeah, I just can't. I couldn't get on board with them, but fair enough. No, I think that is fair enough. Um. Yeah, I think there are loads of things that are just like, but because it's such high literature and high mm. art or whatever, and um, we're just plebs, um, <laughs> it it's like oh, this is this is why 
this is why we're not allowed to talk about all these things on like Radio <laughs> 4. It's dumb. Um, right, someone else. Michael, uh, lost in translation or maybe not. Okay, then. Kafka's The Trial was exactly that to read. A trial. The amount of people that start that, like talking about it being a trial to read the trial. Like, I must, I wouldn't oh, worry about oh, that. Got up pretty early to get that one. <laughs> um, trial of my patience, my sanity and my time. If this was dystopian or sci-fi, I might get it more. But as far as I could tell, the book was set at the time it was written and in Europe, not some skewed alternative universe, which was how the book read. Joseph K is arrested at his home, but not told by the guards why. Okay, we don't need to know what happens. I know that some of you might take umbrage at my views that some of you are far more intelligent than me or smoke the right drugs and you'll say that I just didn't get it but I would question what is there to get. To me the whole thing was just one big confusion when no one seemed to know what the hell was going on and another thing everyone seemed to be poor even Joseph K a successful banker lived in a small rented room in a tenement building as did the advocate which again made me wonder whether this book could be dystopian. Anyway in conclusion don't bother with Kafka's The Trial read something else. Um... I think it is meant to be kind of dystopian as well. Like it's sort of, from what I've seen, it's like oh, it goes across like four or five kind of genres, uh, literary categories, and yeah, stuff. very hard to pin down. It's all a bit mental. Um, I, yeah, I like that point. It was like, yeah, if he's a, if he's a banker, why is he poor? Like, thing isn't... It could be quite a communisty sort of. Maybe that's the idea. I'm yeah. sure there's some of yeah, that in actually. there. Right, let's go to Goodreads. There's only a few uh, Amazon ones. Goodreads helpfully makes you scroll through the reviews because there's no filter. Just, uh, you know, suggestion there. Um, right. <laughs> I like Lynn's my sort of person is what she's written. What is this shit? With no question mark. <laughs> what is this shit? I have read many reviews and saw that I belong to the minority who just didn't like or get this book. Like the author, I'm going to leave the trial unfinished and surrender to the fact that, unfortunately, Franz Kafka's writing is way too bizarre, inane and unrealistic for my taste. Hang on, have we addressed this? It's an unfinished book technically or not. We haven't, but yeah. Is but, it technically but Surely that's, like, th- that ending is such an ending. It looks pretty ended to yeah. me, doesn't it? But yeah, I have heard he didn't technically finish it. Oh, but, okay. But I, what else can happen? <laughs> it's a perfect, it's actually a really well-written ending. Like, Dear listeners, please um, read this book for us, or if you've read it, just tell us what it's about and tell us what we need to know, because we're too lazy at the moment. Um, and yeah, it, it was hard work. Tell us everything you know about Kafka that we can't Wikipedia. Right, let's go back to Lynn. Um, she goes, Goodreads, people, stop giving the plot. It's fine. We don't need it. We um, get it. You're right. <laughs> Kafka, in te- well, I think, that's what, I think I went through this as well. You do give the plot. It's like, you're not writing for a newspaper. It's no. cool. Like, anyway. I'll stop being a twat today. Kafka intentionally deline- delineated an inhuman world inflicted with the depravity of the law, which is ironic because Kafka was a lawyer himself. And when you finally finish, I don't think it's ironic. Um, and when you finally finish this story of 200-ish pages, but you feel like it's 2,000, I don't know how Kafka, man- how Kafka managed to do that. You're supposed to be in a state of awe because it's so fucking deep and philosophical, aiming to depict life in the big fat interrogation point behind our existence and its purpose. Well, that was a waste of time. Max Brod should have listened to Kafka and set fire to his manuscripts there i said it lynn i like how you approach like things your style. yeah yeah i don't quite agree but <laughs> i've got time for your articulation um oh tom cruise gifts on here right someone whose name is symbols um said first a quick summary of this horrible horrible novel some jackass gets arrested he does things you would not do sees people you would not see and has thoughts you would not have after that a priest and a parable then mercifully the end 
<laughs> now my thoughts. Kay is a pompous ass with a very important job to him. The bureaucrats are the best part of the whole story. All job description, no brains, like now. Kay's uncle, lawyer and landlady are very forgettable. Fräulein Burster is... Can you say that for me? Fräulein How, Let me see it. I just bloody love German. I can't say anything, though. Fräulein Burstner. Burstner is intriguing so is Titarelli the priest is a tool and his parable made me think I was reading the novelization of the never ending story the ending made me smile it was the end after all fucking love you that was yeah that was awesome they don't I can't see their name it's sort of like T.I. but it's not there is a bit, I don't know if you mentioned it there, but I've just remembered. Um, you know the random dominatrix scene in the middle of it for no reason at all? Yes, vaguely, yeah. So the, t- the two dudes that arrest him at the start, mm. one day um, Kafka goes to work in his bank and, and he opens this door and the two dudes that had arrested him are in there getting whipped by some bloke in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did. I saw the whipping and I, I didn't quite clock that it was... And they were like, this know. is because we ate your breakfast. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't want you to come to any trouble. He like, feels bad for it. He was just on drugs, right? Like, he was just on drugs while I, doing this. I don't know. <laughs> Says the woman who literally knows nothing about drugs. Hmm. Um, right, CAF, K-A-P-H, has rated this one star. Verdict, a tome of existentialist tripe so bleak and pointless there isn't even a trial. I will... They've got a long, long long-ass review there. Um, Nothing occurs in this book. It's just a collage of conversations Franz has had with the nihilistic voices in his head. Or is it nihilistic? I never know. Don't know, but it's a really fun concept. (laughs) I basically just remember at school a teacher saying it was nihilism and I instinctively thought it was nihilism and I've heard two different things anyway. I think it's nihilism. Yeah. Um, they should have been put down in a diary and read by a reputable psychoanalyst not published in 37 languages and crammed down the moor of 16-year-olds. God is dead, choice is an illusion, reason and logic are comforting lies we tell ourselves and death is the only certainty. This is nothing we hadn't heard before from my chemical romance. (laughs) (laughs) So why our teachers thought we needed additional reasons to cut ourselves and go overboard on eye makeup, I'll never know. Existentialism, it existentialism is and forever will be a dirty word to me and the trial gets a one <laughs> these are really they're good today good, yeah. aren't they? i think that it happens when they're quite philosophical books yeah because it's like dude, you, you just... get the sort of person that goes nope not fucking having it yeah you need a counsel i think it, it's that oh you're so deep and i, I do think mm. i have possibly fit into that side of people right last one star review jonathan I really tried to like this book but couldn't find a way to do it. I believe a version translated by Google would have been better than the interpretation I read. The parable was lost on me. I guess I don't understand the overbearing nature of bureaucracy. I might try another translation eventually because I still want to like a basically pointless book about someone who is going insane. Is that what it's about? Interesting theory. I didn't even think it was about him going insane. (laughs) Maybe he's all made it up. Mm. Wow. So there we go. That was Kafka. I do think its reflection of bureaucracy is interesting because bureaucracy is mental. It's nuts. Yeah. Red Anyone tape. who's lived in fucking France will know that. Yeah. Navigating bureaucracy is always it, mental. It's mental that we've created this as humans. Well, it's because you have to deal with people as low as common denominator. And the whole thing, I think, with bureaucracy is it is in place to um, yeah, meet the very different personality types and capabilities of a wide range of people so you put all these processes in place to protect you Mm. from human error or stupidity or whatever right so there are the one star reviews i think we need to wrap this up yes um i can't give this a rating i don't think i'm I'm opting out we're going by your rating six 
six. Yeah, because cool. <laughs> um, I, I do think it's good, and I can totally see why it's an important work uh, of fiction. Um, for me, a little bit too. The payoff wasn't quite worth the the, the work, but I'm, I am glad I read it, and yeah. I would probably read some other Kafka and see what it's all about, see if I can get my head around that. Mm. Um, so I don't think this was shit, even though the one star views made some good points. Um, my Chemical Romance. You could read Kafka, or you could listen to My Chemical Romance. Well, the Love first that. album's pretty good. Um, <laughs> Okay, well, it's a six from us then. Cool. Yeah, six. Thank you for bearing with us on that one where we had absolutely no clue what we were talking about, about Kafka um, or anything. Um, oh, we we're going to get shot. some abuse for this one, aren't Are we? Are we? No. Yeah. No, maybe. Someone's going to tell us why we're stupid. and That's fine. Yeah, please explain this to us. We're more than happy to be, you know, told off for being the idiots that we are. Mm. Um, and tell us why you loved it. Tell us why you hated it. Follow us on Twitter, Dabblers Books. What else is there? Website, dabblersbookclub.com. Yeah, and whatever your chosen podding platform is, please subscribe if you'd like to leave a review we or some stars, five re- preferably. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, if you'd like to like write a little review for us, um, we have a form on our website. Just go to guest posts on dabblersbookclub.com and we have this cute little seven-minute type form that you can fill in um, the next time you read a book and just let us post that on our website and uh, build up a nice little community of book reviews thank you so much for listening i hope you have a wonderful week and we will see you next time bye bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.